0: Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl Rokita coming back at you again from the OnStage Plus TV network, ready to give you your weekly NFL highlights. That's right. You can find me here on the OnStage Plus TV network every Thursday at 7 p.m. where you'll get NFL highlights my way. And of course, unfortunately the season is coming to an end. However, you'll still be able to catch me here Thursdays at 7 p.m. So I just want to say thank you for joining me. For those of you that are just now joining me and just now catching the show, I want to say thank you. Welcome and come on over to Rose Corner so we can get into these NFL highlights. All right. So look, if you are a football fan, like I'm a football fan, you completely enjoyed a full weekend of football. And as you know, this weekend was called Super Wild Card Weekend. Why? Because for the first time ever in the NFL history, we had a playoff game on a Monday night. That's right, folks, a wild card game on a Monday night. So we had two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then another game Monday night. So 12 teams played this weekend. We're going to see who went packing home and who's continuing to the divisional playoffs. So let's go. Let's dive into this right now. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Okay. So again... Postseason officially super wild card weekend. And we start with two games on Saturday. The first game, of course, was a game that had so much um, historical uh, meaning to it because of the fact that neither team really has been to the playoffs or won a playoff game in quite some time. That's why I'm talking to the Natty Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders game where the Cincinnati Bengals defeat the Las Vegas Raiders 26 to 9. Team making this the first time the Cincinnati Bengals have won a playoff game since 1991. That's right, folks, you heard it. 31 years since this team has won a playoff game. Can you believe it? It's so long ago. That they were comparing the game and just to give you an idea of what was going on in 1999, one of the sideline commentators, Catherine, um, had mentioned in 1991, here's a fact for you, Seinfeld was one of the number one sitcoms on TV, was the number one sitcom on TV. Cell phones look like bricks and text messaging had not even been invented yet. 1991, that's how long ago it was. The Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game and here we see them play their hearts out. And I'm telling you, for me, it came down to the fact that they just wanted it more. The heart was in it. They had so much reason to want To to win this game. And guess what? They did it. Um, And it wasn't like it was a blowout. You know, we gotta say that. The Raiders didn't have a really bad game. I mean, Carr played like Carr did. He played down to the last 12 seconds of the game. But again, it just came down to the fact that the Bengals wanted it just a little bit more. And for the Raiders, they hadn't won a playoff game since the AFC Championship game in 2003. Um, and then being in the playoffs last in 2016 when they played against the Houston Texans. And of course, they lost that game. So this had something for the Raiders as well, because we all know the last few years haven't been the best for them. Um, and to go through what they went through as a team, I think this team deserves a lot of respect. Uh, they played hard. Uh, Coach Basachia, he just took this team all the way down despite everything that was going on. So to me, that's a congratulations and a big win for the Raiders as well, though they weren't be, won't be moving on, but they did what they needed to do to get here to the playoffs and I was just as much as impressed with them as I was many of the other teams. But the Cincinnati Bengals, we got to talk about it. Uh, Joe Burrow, 24 passes completed, 244 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and again, I think it just came down to the Bengals wanting to a little bit more carr didn 't have a terrible game this wasn 't like it was a blowout. He threw uh, fifty four passes, completed twenty nine but had a total of three hundred and ten passing yards. so I mean unfortunately, they only ended up with one touchdown and four field goals, I think which is what kept them in the game down to those last twelve seconds, where we actually see Carr is the last wave of the game. He's actually trying to throw it in, and the ball is intercepted by the linebacker Jermaine Pratt from the Cincinnati Bengals. That ball was intended for Zay Jones, receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals. And right at the line, here you see Jermaine Pratt just come up and snatch that ball, run a few, he ran a little bit and then rolled on the ground and that just sealed the deal. Cincinnati Bengals won that game, much deserved win. Congratulations to them. They now go on to play the Tennessee Titans, which is the top seeded team in the AFC right now. Um, So much so that the Tennessee Titans actually had a first round bye First time they had a first round bye in the playoffs, and that went to the Tennessee Titans. Lucky them. Um, I don't know how lucky it's going to be for the Cincinnati Bengals, though, when they got to go face the Tennessee Titans. This is going to be a run game, a defense game. Um, We'll see that next week in the divisional playoffs. Great, great game. Let my guest introduce himself. His name is Ricky, and as you can see, we're actually in Ricky's space today. So, Ricky, Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you give the people a little bit of something about yourself?
1: I also go by the, the moniker of Sauce the Barber. My passion is cutting hair. One
0: of the main reasons I also invited Ricky onto the show was because I always feel like when our clients are in the shop, like you said they're unloading on us. Mm-hmm. But the shop, barber shop, hair shop, it's always a good place for conversation. And what kind of conversations come up in the barber shop? Sports. sports. <laughs> of course, it's always sports. And with sports, you can't help but talk about football. So that's what we're going to do today A Rose Corner. We're going to talk football today. We're going to talk uh, postseason, who we think. Might be going all the way um, as we get into some of these games. So again, uh, Cincinnati Bengals are going to the playoffs. You know, it wasn't a bad game. The Raiders didn't have a horrible game. No, um, it was actually a pretty close game. Carr did pretty well. Uh, Fifty-four passes, he completed twenty-nine, three hundred ten yards. So he did his thing. To me, he did what Carr does, and you know what I mean you know,
1: by that. Like yeah, he, he he does he scrambles pretty good. He, yes, he he is a pretty accurate passer, but. The part that they were missing was the running game. They, the running game. They have a,
0: passed the whole game.
1: You have, a, you have a dominant running back in Josh yes. Jacobs in the backfield. Yes. Use, use them, all the weapons you have available and yep. see what you can make happen.
0: So they ended up kicking like four field goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, which kept them alive in the game, but the run game was completely missing. It was pass, pass, pass. And at one point I thought, when are they going to change it up? Like, when is he going to change it up? It's not working.
1: So what I was wondering is, on the film, what did they see to make them think that they should pass the entire time? They,
0: they had to see something. They,
1: they had they had to see the dominant run-stop defense for them to, to stay behind the center and throw the ball all the time.
0: That's true, too, but, I mean, the Bengals was pretty much shutting it down, now. So whatever you've seen it
1: was, wasn't working. <laughs> That, and it that wasn't right. That is that is why that is wild card playoffs because now everybody has to adjust.
0: Everybody has to adjust. That is you said it so right. That is wild card playoff because you just never know. And and also what you stated, I've been stating the whole season is by the second half of the season, some of these teams that we didn't think were going to be there, mm-hmm. um, say, like the Eagles. Eagles. I mean, how did that, you know, it was the second half where you see these teams and all of a sudden you're like, where did they just come from? But that's how this whole season really pretty much went is you had your teams that were kind of dominating, mm-hmm. uh, even the Cardinals in the beginning. But then you had teams like even the New Orleans, like even you had some teams coming back like, okay, well, hold on a minute, here they come. But it was teams that weren't likely to go
1: this far that have made it. I think what I think one of the big parts is is a lot of these teams have a lot of young players that yes. they picked up in the draft. And so these guys now have to show what they're made up to to remain on the team, to get the starting position. Yes. So you got these young guys buying to get in the, yeah. to get on the field, so absolutely. now they're really they're playing. playing hard. They're, they're playing, playing hard.
0: hard, and that's all I kept saying is these dudes are playing hard on both sides of the ball. Um, the next game, which I think was absolutely probably the best game of the weekend, was the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Oh my goodness, where we see the Buffalo Bills just completely dominate this game, 47 to 17, making Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills look like a Super Bowl-ready team. And I mean Super Bowl-ready, folks. This team came out and they played. Josh Allen had a phenomenal game five touchdown passes, no interceptions. He completed 21 of 25 passes, 308 yards. I mean, he did what every team wants to do. Seven possessions, seven scores that's what it's all about scoring every single possession and that's exactly what they did they did just about everything right on offense and defense because of course we see them shut down the new england patriots so much so that by halftime it was 27 to zero i'm telling you the bills took this game over. They played an amazing game. Uh, We don't see the Patriots even score till like third quarter. Um, And that was just a field goal. You know, Um, you got to remember at the beginning of the season, you know, there was a lot of talk about Bills being the team to watch. And I have to be honest, as much as I know there was talk out there about the Bills being the team to watch, I didn't really cover them that much um, in in my um, reviews and in my highlights, because I just didn't see a whole lot of excitement in some of their games. I will say, though, I did cover the one game that they lost to the Miami Dolphins because I believe that week... Um, was kind of a lot of upsets. That was week nine. They played the Dolphins, and not only them, it was a few teams that just had some ugly, ugly losses, and the Cincinnati Bengals was one of them where the Miami Dolphins, winning only a few games this season, actually beat this uh, Buffalo Bills. So that was really the only time I think I really covered them Um, I think I threw them in there a few times, but again, they were that team that was like, you better watch out for them because they're coming up. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, They played enough to stay on top of the AFC East, dominating on defense. Uh, That was a great game from them. I'm telling you, Josh Allen looked um, absolutely amazing. The Bills will now move on to play the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday in Kansas. Um, And then we know the winner of that game is going to move on, of course, to the AFC championship game. So, um, again, an amazing game. I got to give it up to the Bills for how amazing they played. Josh Allen took that team. New England Patriots just couldn't uh, handle the defense. They just couldn't find uh, the way. There just wasn't a whole lot um, that you could see that really could be done. Um, with this team. So, you know, congratulations to the Buffalo Bills, uh, the New England Patriots. We will see you, um, yes, next season. Uh, Jones and the New England Patriots, um, best of luck next season. We'll see what happens, though, because there's been some talk about that team as well in the offseason and um, what they're going to do. Are they going to keep that or what's going to happen there, but um, New England played well this season. Um, I think they'll be uh, pretty good next season just as well, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that works. Okay, okay, moving on, moving on. Uh, next three games took place on Sunday. Of course, Sunday was the major football game, and that one, of course, started out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles, where the Buccaneers beat the Eagles 31-15. to This was a game, honestly, folks, I didn't expect anything less. Uh, We're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. They were one of those teams that kind of clawed their way up at the last half of the season where you see them kind of totally come back. Uh, They started off like 2-5. and I believe, and then by the time week 14 got here, they win about four or five games back to back, and all of a sudden they are moving up. And I'm telling you, it was a pivotal time around week 14 when a lot of these teams' new playoffs were coming and they were trying to get those spots. Philadelphia Eagles did just that. Unfortunately, they lost to Tom Brady, the GOAT, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that's just what it is when you're playing Brady. I mean, Brady is just... The man. He's got weapons all over that team. Um, He utilizes all of them. Keyshawn Vaughn, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, that team is a fire team, and Brady knows how to utilize everybody on that team. And that's exactly what they did on Sunday. Um, Now, for me, I think it's going to probably come down uh, to the Buccaneers, Brady, and possibly. I don't know, Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers for that NFC uh, championship game. We will see how that one is going to fare. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a great game. Uh, The second game on Sunday, which I think, and look, just hear me out, was probably one of the funniest games on television. And, of course, that involved my team, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And here we see the 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys in AT&T Stadium at their home, 23-17. to But, look, the reason why I say it was funny was because of everything that took place after the game. When I say funny, I mean the Dallas Cowboy fans are funny. I'm telling you, I come from a family that's from texas so my dad's whole side of the family is all they are all cowboy fans so it's only a few of us cali girls in the house that are 49er fans and so when we watch them It is hilarious because they have to be the most stressed out, high anxiety group of fans that I know of across the football league. Folks, I'm telling you, they just were so stressed out the entire game. It's so emotional with them. It's up. It's down. You never know what Dak's going to do. He's got one good play, a bad play, a good play, a bad play. I mean, honestly, this game should have been over a long time ago 49ers gave up that game in the second half they completely played so sloppy i really couldn't even believe it turned out the way they did so at that point you know as a niner fan we know what to expect okay um i know um jg he's gonna have some off games and i know we're just not gonna play to the best of our ability all of the time so the expectations of us winning, you know, if we lose, we lose. But them Cowboy fans, I don't know. I don't know if y'all setting y'all expectations just so high or you just got too hyped up early in the season because the Cowboys actually did start off quite well in the beginning of the season. And now you have Dak coming back off an injury. So to see him come out and play the way he did the first four or five games uh, was pretty amazing. And I guess it did look promising. But I tell you, by the second half of the season, them cowboy fans were going crazy and you could see it in this game this game uh really definitely really weird everything came down to the last minute um in the fourth quarter we should have never even i say we 49ers should have never even let the cowboys get down to that but it came down to one play One last play where the Dallas Cowboys actually had an opportunity to not only score and tie the game, but also kick a point after and possibly win the game. So I just that was just really, really bad on the 49ers part, the sloppy. Uh, Offense that was played, Jimmy Garoppolo, and so many incomplete passes. Our offensive line just started breaking down. Everybody just started getting tired. Um, Even the defensive line, you could tell, was getting tired because Dak got off some pretty good plays that I thought he should not have gotten off. But again, these teams were pretty exhausted. They played down to that last play where nobody really knows what happened or why those plays were called the way they were towards the end of the game and that includes the one where you see dak run down the field he doesn't run to the sidelines we're less than two minutes here and he's running down the field trying to get set he slides and then the next play you're thinking what is going on here because here they can't get the ball set And for a quarterback that's been doing this some time, you already know that the referee has to touch the ball. Why were you in the way? And I think what was really probably more disappointing about this game than the play itself, because the silence at the end was like, I was in the house with Cowboys fans and I was like, (laughs) like, oh my God, that was the worst Way to probably lose a game where you just ran out of time. You couldn't even get the last pass off. You just ran out of time. And everybody's faces in the stands were just like, what? Like they. Y'all fans look like, Cowboy fans look like they wanted to cry. Um, In fact, I think we did see some of them crying. But, you know, again, what I was saying was, I think what got to me the most or bothered me the most about, you know, the coach's plays, you know, they call these plays. We don't know why. We don't understand. And the coach stood behind what he did in those last two plays. But what I didn't appreciate was um, Dak and I didn't appreciate afterwards him, you know, kind of blaming the ref for being in the way when I thought the ref was really trying his best to get to that ball and touch that ball so they could get that play off. But here you see Dak, you know, standing there then he looks confused when the ref was rushing through him like, well, what are you doing? Hey, um. You forgot to get him to touch. I was going to say something, fool, but I won't say that he's not. You forgot to get the referee to touch the ball, Dak. And so then time just runs out and that game is over. And so for me, you know what I didn't like about it was it just, you know, the difference between a good leader and a great leader is your leader taking responsibility and accountability. And I just feel like Dak did not do that. I think he just put the blame on everybody else instead of saying, and then you even hear, um, you know, former quarterback, Tony Romo. um, You you hear all these um, ex NFL football players that are commentating all say, Hey, Dak, you know better. You're supposed to get the ref has to touch the ball. You look for the ref. You go find him. He shouldn't be chasing the ball down. And that's exactly what we've seen. So, you know, it was unfortunate. The Dallas Cowboys lost that game. Uh, It should have been a different loss. 49ers should have completely took over that game. They were the better team that day. They played the better game. Uh, especially in the first half. And that's just kind of how it ended for the Dallas Cowboys. So the 49ers will be going on to play the Green Bay Packers this Sunday in the divisional playoff rounds. Uh, okay, so that was Sunday. Again, three games. Sunday night, we see the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Kansas City Chiefs, where the Steelers lose 21-42 to to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got to say, um, that game kind of turned out kind of how I expected it. You know, uh, Rothensperger, I think was happy to just even be able to be playing in a postseason game. His last season, he is supposedly retiring. So to make it that far is um, kind of, you know, a good way to go out. They didn't completely lose. They just didn't make it to the next round. And um, that's kind of what happens when you play a team like Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs who just completely did their things. Mahomes had um 30 of 39 completed 30 of 39 passes 404 yards five touchdown folks um he did have one interception kelsey even scored a touchdown on there he had a total touchdown to 57 rushing yards um you know they had a lot of players show up in this game mckinnon showed up uh, let's see, Byron Brian, Brian Pringle had two touchdowns. Byron Pringle had two touchdowns, one from Kelsey, and then another one, of course, from Mahomes. So it was just an all-around great game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Rothensberger completed, completed 29 of 44 passes uh, for only 215 yards, two touchdowns, but uh, they just weren't able to pull this one off. I think um, looking at this, Pittsburgh Steelers kind of slid their way into the playoffs. Anyways, they were nine and seven and one. Uh, that was their record, and they actually beat the Baltimore Ravens to even get this far. So, for me. Um, Pittsburgh got us about as far as I would have expected them to go. I thought they would actually beat the Ravens last weekend. Or lose, should I say. They did beat the Ravens. So, again, uh, it was an exciting game last week, too. This week, though, we see Kansas City Chiefs just do what they do. Patrick Mahomes had a very great game. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back in the Super Bowl. But, of course, we will see. Because, look, Mahomes plays the Buffalo Bills this Sunday in Kansas City a divisional playoff game. So I don't know about you folks, I'm definitely going to be ready to watch that game and I think it's going to be an upset. Okay? That's just that's just me, that's just me talking. That's my opinion. I think it's going to be an upset though because that Buffalo te- Bills team, they looked like a Super Bowl team just playing this past weekend and uh again It's going to be some more great football, but it was Super Wild Card weekend ended on a Monday night. We had a Monday night game, the last game of the weekend. And can I tell you, that was kind of an embarrassing game, Uh, very surprising, but maybe not so. We see the Los Angeles Rams beat the Arizona Cardinals, of course, in L.A., 34 to 11. Uh, I think what was more exciting that game was to see all the stars that came out to watch that game. Everybody was in the building. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union was there. Uh, Jay-Z was there. Um, You had multiple people on the field. Sugar Ray Leonard was there. Um, There were tons of people at this game. So 34-11, L.A. Rams send the Arizona Cardinals back to Arizona, completely defeated 34 to 11. Look, this was a great game. Uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams played a great game. Definitely a different game than we've seen with them play the 49ers last weekend, but they've been an all around team. This team has been pretty consistent for the most part. Um, They had been leading the NFC West for some time, so they already had sealed a spot. Um, in the playoffs. So it made this a really good game. Uh, I think for me, which was, um, for me, it was Arizona Cardinals. Like how did they get to where they were at? Um, You see them start off as a team that was undefeated. Like they were number one in the league up until like week what was that week seven maybe where they get beat by um Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers but they went from being the number one team to falling to like the number six seed so that was kind of hard to watch the game overall was hard to watch um Stafford utilized every single person on that team every single weapon that he had from OBJ and his two touchdowns to Cooper Cup, um, Cam Akers. I mean, there was just plays being made all over that field. And it was just an amazing, amazing game. Uh, first quarter started off a little slow. Both teams end up punting. Um, and then in the middle of the first quarter, you see Stafford on their second possession. Uh, 11 plays down. They get the Rams down there. What do you see? Him throw a 17-yard touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr., which was his first ever postseason touchdown. Congratulations to Odell Beckham Jr. And then we see another short four-yard pass to Beckham in the back of the end zone. Um, right there, you know, it's just a couple of big plays um, for Odell Beckham Jr. And actually, I'm sorry, I think I got that mixed up. That one was the short pass. That one was his first um, uh postseason football touchdown or post season touchdown in a football game so Odell Beckham Jr. scores two touchdowns from there it was all the LA Rams at the end of the first quarter they score again and now of course you see it's 14-0 at the end of the first quarter and um, you know the thing about that game is it's not like Matthew Stafford had these huge numbers Uh, but he didn't have to because he had so many other players doing what they were supposed to do so he threw 13 uh, completed 13 of 17 passes for only 202 yards 202 yards. Um, That's basically it. Um, But then you have Cup, you have Higby, you have Jefferson, Akers, um, Odell Beckham Jr., all moving this ball down the field. So they made this so easy for Matthew. And I'm telling you, the way they played really showed that um, they're ready. Uh, They're ready for the next level. I think the biggest play of this game, though, which was was telling you how exactly this game was going to happen early on uh in the beginning of the game I cannot forget about that um and that was um Murray's interception um it just was really really sad started the second quarter the three minutes in Murray throws two incomplete passes able to get out of the pocket okay so here we see him in the end zone and so he doesn't want to get sacked of course and take the safety so what does he do he tosses the ball forward oh my goodness and here we see um a safety from the um other team completely intercept the ball and they score so that's what we see that pass was actually intended for randall moore running back randall moore but it was intercepted by defensive back david long i'm sorry i got that mixed up so it was intercepted by defensive back david long right there runs it in touchdown that said this is going to be a very long game for the Arizona Cardinals. And it was, folks. Uh, Kyler Murray just couldn't get anything going for that team. Uh, he only completed 19 of 34 passes with just 137 yards. He was sacked twice. He threw two interceptions. Um, You know unable to get these third down conversions. I mean they just could not move that ball anywhere and it was actually really really hard to watch and really really sad. Um, I hated to see it by the end of the third quarter it was 28 to 0 and here you see this game does not look like it's going to turn around at all and it doesn't they finally get on the board in the third quarter. Um, but by then, it's too late. Uh, so here we are again talking about a team that was undefeated, 7-0. and um, They go 7-1 and when they lose against the Green Bay Packers. We see that same game, Murray goes out with the foot injury. He goes out with an injury. So, you know. It's not like you can really say, though, that that injury is what, you know, made them lose because then you have the backup quarterback Colt McCoy come in and out of the three games he played, he won two of them. So it wasn't like. That was the issue. Kyler Murray comes back and then all of a sudden they just cannot get the momentum of that team back to the way it was. And it was really sad to see the way they were losing and the numbers that they just could not put up on the board. So um, I don't know. There's talk as well with Kyler Murray in the offseason and whether or not the Arizona Cardinals are going to keep him. As the quarterback, we don't know. We will see what happens with that. But what we do know is the L.A. Rams uh, will be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. They are moving on while the Arizona Cardinals have to sit, um, watch the playoffs. And not only that, but relive the game that they just played, which was not a good game for them. Okay, so then we got our final wild card weekend, which was Monday night football. And Monday night football, um, again, uh, was a loss. So, super wildcard weekend. It was an amazing weekend. Saturday football, Sunday football, Monday football. Um, I just can't get over Monday football, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I talked about him quite a bit in my highlights. So, it was just really sad to kind of see how he just could not deliver for his team. But um, that's all it goes. That's, this whole season has been about upsets, has been about surprises, has been about you know injuries and sicknesses with COVID and just people and teams just coming. Back and trying to fight their way to the playoffs, and now we have the divisional playoffs being played next week. So here we are, we are down to the last, the last eight teams, and the divisional playoffs begin on Saturday. So Saturday, first thing we have AFC, we've got the um Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. They play at 4 30 p.m. Eastern Time. On the NFC side, we've got the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Sunday, we have the LA Rams at Tampa Bay at 3 p.m. Right after them are the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs at 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So again, The winners of those games move on and find themselves a spot in either the AFC or the NFC Conference Championship game, folks. And that is going to be played very soon here. January 30th, I believe, is the weekend of that game. Which means we are just weeks away from the big, big game, people. That's right. Super Bowl 56 is just weeks away. That game will be played February 6th. Uh, I'm sorry, February 13th at uh, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. There we go. Inglewood will be hosting the 56th Super Bowl this year to be played. February 13th. So look, we still got a few weekends left. You could still got a few weekends with me a few weeks with me to bring you those highlights. I'll actually be also highlighting cause look, we got the pro bowl coming up as well. How can we forget about the pro bowl? February 6th. We got the pro bowl being played in Allegiant stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, that's going to be a good game. I always like the pro bowl. I like to see the guys that made it to the pro bowl. They get pretty excited about making it as well. So kickoff of that game will be at three, 3- p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so I hope you will be joining me for that as well. I will definitely be watching that game. So there it is, folks. Uh, Super wild card weekend has come and gone. We are now moving on to the divisional playoffs and we are going to see from here, which teams are going to be playing in those conference championship games. Uh, it has been fun. It has been such an exciting season. If you're a football fan like I am, then I know you have completely enjoyed all of these games. I hope you have enjoyed all of the highlights that I have been bringing you right here on the OnStage Plus TV network. And as I mentioned, stay tuned because even after the season, I'm going to be coming up with a little bit of something. You still can catch me on the OnStage Plus TV network. So uh, that's my time. I hope, I hope, I hope I have given you enough information to where you don't miss any of these games and you were able to get caught up on some of the games from last week if you did miss them. It's your girl Rokita. I am signing out. I hope you all have an amazing week. And until ne- next time, I will see you. I wish you all wellness, health, safety, all that. Okay. Stay safe. Please stay safe and be well. See you next week. That's my time. Love you.